0: Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much-needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then, share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. Hi, y'all, and welcome back to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. So what is the number one question I get from homeschooling moms or from concerned dads? Well, if you've been homeschooling a while or you have told your family and friends you'll be homeschooling, you already know the answer to this question. Yep, it's the S word, socialization. How will my kids make friends? How will they learn to socialize with other people? Now, to be honest with you, after 20 plus years of homeschooling, I have to try really, really hard not to roll my eyes when someone asks this question. True fact and fun story: My son Joe, he was about eight or nine years old, and we had new new neighbors who moved in next door. They had two little boys. One was turning, I think, five, and I think, um, and the other one was a baby. Well, Joe would go over there, and he would play with the five-year-old while his mom was cooking, or you know, playing with the baby. When it was the little boy's birthday. Joe was invited to his birthday party. Now, the birthday party was full of fellow five-year-olds, lots of older cousins, and of course, tons of adults, moms, dads, grandparents, and family members. Well, Joe was busy playing with all the kids, keeping them occupied, jumping in the jumper with them, playing with the baby, talking to the grandparents and some of the other adults, you know, doing the thing that most overactive, highly talkative nine-year-old boys do. He was just having fun. I was over with the adults talking with some of the moms and they were telling me what a sweet boy Joe was and how friendly he was and how helpful he was and how well he played with everyone and how he was so good at including everybody. My mama heart was full, of course, I'm very happy to hear all of this. And then one mom asked the dreaded question. So where does Joe go to school? Well, when I answered, we homeschooled, everyone stopped and looked at me. Yep, I think I instantly grew a few horns on my head, apparently, because everyone was glaring at me in total distrust. Another mom asked me, oh, how long have you been homeschooling and why? Well, after I explained that my kids have always been homeschooled, the grandmother looked at me and actually asked, Aren't you worried your kids won't be socialized? Or that they will be lonely and not know how to make friends? Huh? Wait a minute. Back up the train. Just five minutes earlier, these same ladies were going on and on about how kind Joe was and how well he got along with everyone and how he was able to talk to the adults just as easily as he was playing with the kids. Yeah, those same ladies. Did they not just hear themselves five minutes earlier? The proof was right there in front of them. They were just gushing over how friendly Joe was, but their first concern when they found out he homeschooled was that Joe wouldn't know how to socialize with other people. Yeah, my little story just goes to show you how brainwashed the population is about homeschooling and about homeschoolers. So let's get two things straight, First, before I share how to find friends and build friendships while homeschooling. One, every dad I have ever spoken to about homeschooling has said these words. I don't want my kids to be weird. Okay, friends, homeschooling doesn't make your kids weird. Some kids are just born a little quirky. Some kids are raised by some eccentric parents. And let's face it. Some entire families are just a bit, quote unquote, weird. The kid isn't weird, the family is. Now, I was a classroom teacher for many years, both in the public and private arena. Like me, most of you also grew up in a traditional school setting. Now, every year in my classroom when I was teaching, there was always at least one, quote unquote, weird kid that just didn't fit in. And then when I was younger and going to school, there was always that one quote-unquote weird kid that just dressed or acted a bit differently than everyone else. Did public schools make my students weird? Did private schools make some of my friends weird? Did homeschooling make kids weird? No. Hey, we're all weird and quirky in our own ways. We all know friends and family members and neighbors who, let's just be honest, are a bit different. And they didn't all homeschool. So let's get rid of the idea that homeschooling makes your kids weird. Now, I will say, I do hope that my kids turn out different. I do want them to stand out, but in a good way. And I don't want them to be like everyone else. I don't want them to act and dress and talk just like the world does. I want them to be who God created them to be. I don't want them to conform to this world and to its standards of how they think and act and dress. So yes, it is okay if your kids are a little different. But let's get this straight. Homeschooling doesn't make a kid weird. Now, second. I can't help but quote one of my favorite movies, The Princess Bride. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. People, we keep using the word socialization, but I don't think it means what you think it means. Now, according to the dictionary, socialization is the ability to socialize with others. It's the activity of mixing socially with others. It's the process of learning to behave in a way that's acceptable to society. So what are the signs that someone can socialize or communicate with others? Well, they can pick up on social cues. They make eye contact while speaking to someone. They actively participate in conversations. They can talk with younger people, people their own age and with older people. They're polite, considerate and kind. They don't interrupt while others are talking. They don't bully or verbally push people around. They smile and invite others to join the conversation. They understand the give and take that's required for a conversation. Now, based on these characteristics, it's hard to say that uh, many adults today, especially in the media and in the politics world, are properly socialized. But I digress a bit. Now, if these are the skills we want our children to learn so they can properly function in society and to use these skills to make and keep friends, why on earth would we leave that up to a stranger or to a classroom full of immature five-year-olds or a classroom full of self-conscious 12-year-olds or a classroom full of rebellious teenagers? If I want my five-year-old to learn how to resolve conflict, how to share, be kind, and carry on a socially appropriate conversations, I'm not going to put him into a Lord of the Flies situation. I'm not going to dump him in a room full of other five-year-olds who have no clue how to behave and then expect him to come home properly socialized. Well, he will come home socialized, but not in the way I want. In this type of socialization, he will learn to put himself and his needs before others. He will learn the loudest and the most obnoxious person will be heard and get his way. He'll probably learn inappropriate ways to resolve conflict. And if he's a follower, he'll learn herd mentality. And if he's a leader, he will learn which inappropriate methods will get others to do what he wants. If I want my kids to learn how to converse with all kinds of people, I need to make sure there are situations to converse with all kinds of people of different ages and different ethnicities. That isn't going to happen in a traditional school setting. Now, when we homeschool our kids, we're also around to help mold and teach our kids as they interact with others. I can show them the correct way to respond to something. I can correct an inappropriate behavior when it happens, and I can keep my kids away from certain environments or particular people that will influence them in a negative way. So, will my kids be socialized in the classroom? Yeah, but not in the way I want them to be socialized. Real socialization, learning to behave in a way that's acceptable to society, is found by socializing in the real world with real people surrounded by positive examples and influences. Finding opportunities to socialize is really not a problem in the homeschooling world. Most homeschoolers are so busy socializing, they hardly have any time to do their schoolwork. My neighbor used to tease me every time we got in the car. He would say, Carrie, I thought you guys homeschooled, but you're never home. The problem when homeschooling is not that kids are stuck at home alone in a closet, but that they're so busy out and about doing awesome things that they have a hard time finding time to do their schoolwork. Now, let's get to some of the real issues that can come up when homeschooling. Do you have a child who is lonely or who desperately wants a BFF or who hasn't been able to really connect with a group of friends yet? It's okay. This happens, and we've all been there before. Sometimes it's because your family has moved, and it does take some time to meet new people. Sometimes it's because you're new to homeschooling, and all of your kids' friends are still in public school during the day. The mornings can be quite lonely if you don't have any homeschooling friends who are free when your kids are free. Now, sometimes it's because all of the kids in your community or your neighborhood are either much older than your child or much younger. So let's face it, our child's peer group, especially as they get older, they're very important to them. Actually, when you ask an adult homeschooler what are some of their favorite memories, they usually spout off the activities they did with their friends or the field trips they went on with their friends or the classes they took with their friends. Let's face it, mamas, they hardly ever say, I had so much fun learning math with my mom. (laughs) So what do we do if your child hasn't found that forever friend yet, or hasn't been included in a friend group just yet? Okay, first, pray. Pray constantly for God to bring the perfect friend into your child's life. When the time is right, God will provide, and he will provide abundantly, but you really have to pray, pray, and pray some more. There were different seasons of my son's life where he felt lonely, and there were times when he had acquaintances at karate or on the baseball team that he looked forward to hanging out with, but they really weren't close friends. Now, during one of these times, he was being bullied at different places. One boy was in his theater group who was teasing him constantly because sometimes Joe had trouble reading his script in front of people. And then the other was actually in a homeschool group that we belonged to. There were these two brothers. One was older than Joe. One was younger than Joe. These two teased and pushed and made fun of Joe and left him out. And it was relentless. There were even times that we had to leave different gatherings because the two brothers would start bullying or teasing Joe. But eventually, God brought some amazing, godly, wonderful guy friends into Joe's life. And several of these friends Joe still hangs out with today as a 20 year old. And he was even a groomsman in another one's wedding last year. So God did provide and he provided abundantly. And he's still blessing Joe with these friendships. But in hindsight, I can see that God was doing two things during these lonely seasons. It wasn't my timing or Joe's timing, but it was God's perfect timing. During these lonely seasons of waiting and wanting a real friend, God was actually protecting Joe. The kinds of kids he was meeting at karate and at baseball and even in theater weren't really the right kind of kids Joe needed in his life. If he would have pursued those relationships and those friendships, I think maybe his life would have taken a different turn. So one, if your child is lonely and waiting for God to bring the perfect friend, consider this a time of protection for your child. God has something even bigger and better for your child. God's got a five-star Michelin kind of a friend for your son or your daughter not a fast food, unhealthy, quality kind of friend. So just be patient and pray. Now, in hindsight, I also realized that during these lonely seasons, God was giving me a chance to redeem and restore my relationship with Joe. Not being preoccupied with outside friends and tons of social activities, it gave Joe and me more time to just hang out together and to really get to know each other. It gave Joe more time to hang out with his dad and with his sister. And I am so grateful for those two years. Joe and I played games. We played pitch and catch in the yard. We listened to music together. We went on errands together. I went to the skate park with him and the batting lessons with him. We spent hours talking about baseball, about music, and about God. It was a sweet, sweet time. So if your child is in a lonely season right now, Perhaps it's God giving you uninterrupted time to focus on your relationship with that child. God is giving you time and space to restore a broken relationship with a child, or maybe time for a child to build a friendship with his or her sibling. Now on that note, don't underestimate the power of sibling friendships. Yes, maybe your kids get on each other's nerves, or right now in this season of life, they argue more than they play together, but this too shall pass. One of the biggest blessings of homeschooling are the friendships your kids will forge with each other. Their siblings are their first and forever friends. While they're young and living at home, encourage sibling friendships. Help them become each other's best buddies. They may not always have their fifth grade BFF, but they will always have their brother or sister. No one else on this planet will get them like a sibling does. No one else knows their tics and quirks like a sibling does and still loves them and puts up with them. And no one else understands how they grew up and were raised than a sibling who has the same experiences and parents. So If your child's only friend right now is his brother or sister, be thankful for that. For right now, that is enough and it's truly a gift. Now, there are some other great advantages to homeschooling with regards to friends and friendships, but the biggest gift and advantage is you have a lot more control over who is in your child's life and who has influence over your child. When kids are in traditional settings, they're forced to hang out with a certain group of kids five days a week, seven hours a day for 10 months out of the year. They learn with this group, they eat with this group, and they socialize with this group. At recess, during lunch, and while doing classwork, they're forced to be with certain kids. Now, if you're lucky, these kids are awesome kids. But if there are a few kids that constantly make poor choices, or they come from a family that values different things or believes different things than yours, and they push those social norms on your kids, you really have no control over that fact that they have to be around these kids during the school time. And you weren't there. You don't even know half the stuff that's being said and done. And for the most part, you can't even remove him from the environment either. However, when you homeschool, you are in charge of their social calendar as well as their learning calendar. Now, once they become teens, you have less control, but you still have the ultimate say-so. As a homeschool mom, you can seek out families who are like-minded. When you find kids who are kind and compassionate, you can encourage your child to befriend them by providing opportunities for your son or your daughter to hang out with them. Find a mom you enjoy being around, who's like-minded, and who homeschools her kids. Chances are, if you like the mom, you're also going to like her kids. And as you and the mom hang out together at the park or at the library, your kids will have time to hang out together too. Create opportunities for your kids to hang out with other kids that you think are fun and friendly. Not only do you get to help pick friends to influence your child, But you also have the freedom as a homeschooler to limit the exposure of a particular person on your child's life. So if there's a child that you feel is negatively affecting your son or daughter, you can easily limit the time they spend together. To me, that is a huge blessing of homeschooling. So what do you do if your child doesn't have many friends or you have moved to a new area? Or maybe you're just new to homeschooling. Students who are new to homeschooling have a particularly harder time at first finding and making other homeschooling friends. They have way more free time on their hands. So they, you know, they feel it a bit more than a child who has been homeschooled their whole life. A new homeschooler isn't used to all of the free time and how to fill it. And most of their friends are probably still in the traditional school setting, so when they have free time as a homeschooler, their old friends do not. Plus, they don't have that built-in social hour anymore that they had during their school day. They don't have to actively seek out people to hang out with them when they're in school. Every day at recess and at lunch, they have this built-in social hour. But as homeschoolers, They need to create those hangout times. So how do you do that? Yes, you get them involved in different activities. This will help. Do outside activities like youth group and going to church and sports and dance and theater and choir and scouting. This will help them get connected and stay connected. But there's a little trick to getting involved in outside activities. When you homeschool, these types of activities tend to only be once a week. And in all honesty, it's hard to develop a friendship with someone you only see for an hour a week. The trick is to do what we homeschoolers call crisscrossing. If possible, try to put your child in a few activities throughout the week with the same group of kids. So if you belong to a co-op that meets once a week, then find out which scouting troop your son's playmates are in and join that troop too. If a few of those boys also play soccer, then try to join the same soccer team. This way, there are a few times during the week your son has an opportunity to hang out with the same group of kids. Or if your church has a large homeschooling community, find out which homeschool group most of them belong to and join that group. That way, you can go on field trips together and see each other at park dates. Then, maybe invite a few of those moms and their kids to your home once a week or once a month for a book club or a chess club or to go hiking together or to learn science together. Now, if you can't afford to do so many activities outside the home and to do these crisscrossing activities, then look for a co op that meets one day a week all day long. This way, your son or daughter will be in multiple classes with their friends all day, one day a week. This will give them an opportunity to be around the same group of friends for at least an extended amount of time. By crisscrossing activities, then your kiddos have an opportunity to be with some of the same kids on a regular basis. Now, the most important thing you can do to help your kids find friends and to build relationships is to be intentional. Our kids do not have that built-in social hour like public school kids have. We moms need to provide these opportunities for them. We need to put in the effort. Now, unless they're teens, they can't drive themselves places. They aren't in charge of their social calendar or the family schedule. We are. So we need to be consistent and to look for opportunities. Now, I've shared this story before, but my daughter met her BFF of 20 years now when she was five at Bible Study Fellowship. Francesca and Lauren became fast friends in Bible study and begged Georgina and I for extra play dates outside of BSF. So we started meeting once a week outside of Bible study for the girls to play. Now, Francesca had lots of homeschooling friends, but her BFF, Lauren, went to traditional school, So Georgina and I had to be extra intentional about getting the girls together every week. So for 10 years, we had a standing play date on Friday afternoons. Then as the girls got older, we made sure that they were just in some of the same activities together, you know, that crisscrossing like dance and theater and choir. So not only did they get to hang out with each other on Friday afternoons, but they got to share what they loved dance and theater and singing, and they got to do that together as well. The best part was I got a BFF out of it too. Georgita and I have been friends for 20 years because our girls spent so much time together throughout the years. Finally, get used to saying yes, especially if your son or daughter is going through a lonely season. If a fun field trip presents itself, just say yes and go. If you're invited to join a book club or something similar, just say yes and make the time. If a friend calls out of the blue and asks if your child can come over for a play date, just say yes. Whatever you're doing, you can do it later or tomorrow. You never know what doors God is opening for you. This quote-unquote interruption or the change of plans just might be God answering your prayer for a special, special, godly friend for your child, and maybe even for you. So don't worry about socialization if you're homeschooling. By homeschooling, your child is being positively socialized. As a homeschooling mom, you have more influence over who is in your child's life. If your child is going through a lonely season, be intentional, look for opportunities to make friends, be consistent, Try to crisscross some activities, learn with friends, and most importantly, pray. God will answer, and He will answer abundantly. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, this is the perfect book to read. You can purchase it at Amazon or at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. If you heard something you liked or something new, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week, or with a friend who wants to homeschool, but they're afraid their kids are going to be weird. <laughs> if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carry Homeschool Podcasts, and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. This really is the best way to help other moms find our podcasts and be encouraged too. It's our prayer that our website, consulting services, podcast, and book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.